You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Adventures of Little Miss Detroit, where we explore the Motor City through the eyes of a precocious eight-year-old and her friends. Adventures of Little Miss Detroit is recorded at Podcast Detroit's Midtown Studio. Hi, this is KJ, founder and host of Adventures of Little Miss Detroit. And I'm Mr. G, her sidekick. Today, my guest is Mr. Mark Van Ando, pastor, our family friend, and basketball fan. And today we're talking about basketball and March Madness. So, Mr. Mark, please tell us about where you grew up. Well, I was born in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, home of the University of North Carolina, and the men's basketball program there is called the Tar Heels. And then after a few years, I moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I've been uh, connected in Michigan since that point. Like, um, you say, did you say Grand Rapids? Yes, I grew so up in Grand Rapids. So we've actually been to Grand Rapids a couple of times. Once it was from um, Daddy's work, and then it was um, for Mommy. It's cool. a great city. <laughs> yeah. Is this when you started loving basketball and Carolina basketball specifically? Good question. When I was uh, growing up in North Carolina, my parents would take me to basketball games at the (laughs) University of North Carolina. So that was my first. But that was even before I was five years old. So I don't have many recollections of being that Mm -hmm. there. But then uh, when I moved to Grand Rapids, uh, I continued to follow North Carolina basketball um, from a distance. How long have you been a North Carolina fan? Did you watch the game last night? What did you think about it? Yeah, I did watch North Carolina defeat the Washington Huskies yesterday. (laughs) I watched that game and I enjoyed it very much. It was a little bit of an easier game than North Carolina's first game in terms of the, uh, the margin of victory, so it made me a little bit more comfortable. Um, like... Yesterday, I just um, actually got to know about Kobe White. Kobe White, yesterday, his hairstyle was like a really big um, afro. Um, I forgot what number he was, though. Yeah, he wears number two. Oh. Yes. He's played point guard. He's a freshman for North Carolina. My mom told me about the competition between Michigan and Michigan State. How do you think the rivalry will be, rivalry will be t- between North Carolina and Duke compare, compares? That also is a good question. Because I'm from North Carolina, I'm biased. Mm-hmm. But I think that the North Carolina-Duke rivalry is a little bit more intense and heated, mainly because of both teams' excellence through the years. Mm-hmm. So because both of them have been ranked consistently in the top 10 in the country, huh? a lot of times when they meet, they, uh, they're they both ranked nationally. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a heavy competition. With Michigan and Michigan State, they've been good at different times, mm-hmm. and each team has been kind of up or down. But with North Carolina and Duke, they're pretty consistently good. And the campuses are only seven miles apart. Whoa. So they eat at the same restaurants. What? And they sometimes the players play pickup against each other during the summers and stuff. So they, they've got a lot – of heated competition against their nearby rival. Whoa. So, I mean, and, and the margin of victory in those games is pretty slim, too. Over the years, it seems like it's been a, a three-point differential, or definitely under 10 points, but it's just super competitive. Yeah, you know? over their last 100 meetings or something like that, they're they're separated by just a few points. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I didn't know about the seven miles apart. So, uh, what would you say that you think are some of the, the variables that determines 
where a player lands, given that they're so close. And if you grew up in North Carolina, you know, you're being exposed to both of those teams so much. So how do you think one player decides where they're going to go, given two basketball powerhouses? Yeah, well, there's a slight difference in the universities. North Carolina is a state university and Duke is a private university. Mm -hmm. So sometimes players will choose based on the differentiation of those two types Mm -hmm. of schools. But also... Um, I think they choose the style of play that they want to play. So oftentimes, Mike Krzyzewski, do you know Coach K from Duke? Have you heard that name before? Mm-mm. Okay. He's a famous coach. He's the winningest coach of all time. Whoa. And he's known for developing players that go to the NBA really quickly. Mm-hmm. So a lot of players who want to get to the NBA quickly will go to play there. And North Carolina has had a few of those through the years, but I think that um, Roy Williams, who's the coach at North Carolina, his style is much more building a team mm-hmm. and not as much isolating individual players. Uh-huh. So I think that uh, players who want to play for a team uh, as a team concept usually go there versus going to Duke. So although it would have possibly burst your bracket like it would have most Americans be honest and admit if you wanted UCF to get that I was last cheering basket. so hard for the UCF <laughs> team to beat Duke yesterday that was I just slightly less than cheering for North Carolina was cheering against Duke unfortunately mm-hmm. I um yes I just noticed yesterday that um, my dad was telling me that UCLA is um uh, I think it's North Carolina. Oh, what is it again? That's one of the winningest programs of all time as well. Uh, Yes. So go to your follow-up question. Where do you think Carolina and Duke falls in all-time greatest rivalries? I think it is the best rivalry in all of sports, personally, Mm -hmm. because of the proximity and the competition level that's going back and the evenness of the Mm -hmm. competition. Although Michigan Ohio State football is also a big rival uh-huh. rivalry, yeah. and if you go to pro sports, you've got the Yankees and the Red Sox. That's a big deal in baseball. Yeah. And in football, you might have something like the Redskins and the Cowboys or something uh-huh. like that. So I, being a, a Michigander, right? <laughs> so Michiganian, whichever one that's correct. But I, in recent years, it's been lopsided, right? So I think your point about the closeness of the games over the last hundred times that they've met. Um, you know, would probably give the Duke Carolina rivalry the edge, but I think the intensity and the hatred as far as Michigan and Ohio State, you know, uh, I mean, it's like you are not safe in Columbus as a Michigan fan. That's probably true. I mean, so, so, it, so, so do you know if the, the vitriol is, is as pervasive? With uh, Carolina Duke, as far as your car not being safe and just getting ticketed, you know, all you're probably <laughs> right. I think that that's probably a little bit more intense. I think that it's amplified because they only meet once a year, typically, and so that makes it uh, the intensity is amped up for that one meeting. How did you introduce your sons to your love of basketball? Mm. So I have three boys. Mm-hmm. They're 17, 15, and 13. And uh, from a young age, I started them watching basketball with me. <laughs> and we set up a basketball hoop in our basement what? so that they can play basketball in our basement, as you may remember. Mm-hmm. So our kids have kind of grown in their love for basketball. And uh, one thing that's been really helpful to them in their love for Carolina basketball specifically is during their lifetimes, Carolina has won three national championships. Whoa. So they've been able to watch their team go to the national championship and win it three times during their lifetime, which makes it a little bit more exciting when your team is doing that well. I yeah. think the word there is spoiled. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> dynasty. Spo- spoiled by the dynasty. Right, yes. right. 
What do you love about it the most? Competition or your um and your favorite player? Hmm. I enjoy uh seeing the players grow through their careers. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy seeing them grow and develop. So I've really appreciated watching uh some of the North Carolina players develop over 4 years and become mm-hmm. uh find men as well as find basketball players. So I appreciate that part of it. But the competition is always fun, too, to see them compete at a high level and cheer them on to victory. Yeah, that's really oh, Was it 09 that the Final Four was here? And that Correct. They, it, were you guys able to snack tickets? Yes, <laughs> yes. I remortgaged my house practically to buy tickets, but I was able to watch the Tar Heels win the championship in the 2009. I, yep. Wow. Yep, we... um. So I went to the semifinals. A friend gave me tickets to the semifinals. And as I was walking out, I was holding my fingers up in the air saying, I need two tickets. And a man walked up to me and said, uh, I've got two tickets to sell. Will you buy them? He wanted $200 a piece for them. So he wanted Whoa. $400. I did not have $400 in my pocket. And I needed to check with my wife before I purchased the tickets. Whoa. So I quickly called my wife and I said, can I get the tickets? And by that time, the man had gone off, but he gave me his phone number. So I called him and he said, meet me at the casino. So I had $400 in my pocket. I went to the AT- or I went to the ATM, pulled out $400, met him at the casino, bought the tickets. And then my wife and I got to look forward to Monday night watching the game at Ford Field wow. with about 70,000 Michigan State fans in the- <laughs> because they- Mich- Michigan State was the com- competition that night. Yeah. Whoa. Were the boys able to go? No, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't afford to pay for five tickets right, that night. Right, it was yeah. just the two of us. But if it happens again, I'd, I'd like to bring them along sometime. Yeah. If you were a basketball coach, what team would you want to pick? You can pick t- two teams. One is college, one can be college, and one can be a professional team. Hmm. If I wanted to coach someplace? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I'd be tempted to coach someplace where it was warm. Uh, like Los Angeles yeah, or someplace where there was lots of attention on the team, like New York City. Uh-huh. But uh, in terms of college, uh, I might like to coach at someplace like Gonzaga or something like that, where it's uh, a basketball is the only thing that they do. Like it's a big deal there and it might be fun to coach in a place like that. Yeah. yeah. Like um, I would uh, coach, let's see. Maybe Michigan. Yeah. Um, um, also, like, California because, like, it's really warm there, like you said. Yeah. Um, for professional, I would do, I'll say Warriors. Yes, of course. <laughs> if you got to coach Steph Curry and Clay yeah. Thompson and all those guys, that would be really fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I heard you name your sons. For your favorite, um, of your favorite Carolina players, is this true? Uh, it's not true, <laughs> but they they all do have Carolina names that are common to Carolina basketball players. So mm-hmm. um, our first son, his name is Jameson, mm-hmm. and we named him partially mainly after my grandfather, whose name was James. Mm-hmm. So it's a connection to him. But Jameson, Antoine Jameson, was a Carolina player, National Player of the Year in 1997, 90, 98. So, and then our second son, we named him Tyler before there was the National Player of the Year in 2008, Tyler Hansbro. Uh-huh. So he wasn't named after Tyler Hansbro, but it just coincidentally worked out that way. <laughs> and then our third son is Quentin, and there was a Carolina basketball player named Quentin Thomas who played in 2005. So uh, they do coincidentally have all those names. 
not for that reason exactly, but uh, it is kind of a fun little thing. But yeah, if you if you pick your names, you might be able to find names <laughs> for famous teams that have those players' names too. So, um, does it go without saying that maybe those are some of your favorite Carolina players of all time, or is it? The GOAT, the undeniable GOAT as far as basketball, Michael Jordan, who went to North Carolina. I mean, so who was your favorite player of all time? Well, Carrie J., what do you think about Michael Jordan? What's your impressions of Michael Jordan? He was a really, really um, good um, basketball player. My friend Dominique, she was like, my favorite basketball players of all time is Michael Jordan. I'm like, it's 2019, Dominique. (laughs) I mean, that was a a little bit a long time ago. (laughs) And she was like... Still, I like um, Michael Jordan. He was the greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of him off the court, so but I did have posters of him growing up when I was a child, so <laughs> he was one of my favorite players at that point. I've revised that a bit since I've grown up. But um, Antoine Jameson is definitely one of my favorite Carolina players, and mm-hmm. Phil Ford was somebody that was, even before your dad and I were born, pretty much. He was in the early 70s, or when we were children. And... Uh, Let's see. More recently, I really liked Marcus Page. He was a big Carolina mm-hmm. fan. So, yep. Just for uh, our listening audience, and so if KJ uh, has, uh, um, you said Jordan. No, you, he didn't ask you who your favorite player of all time was, but I, we we know that that's Steph Curry. Right? <laughs> uh, yes. I'm a Magic guy. You know? All right. And so, um, so you you mentioned something about um, <clears throat> off the court. Just wanted to ask you, I guess, just your thoughts on just, um, yeah, the role of sports in our society. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, this is literally March Madness and people have talked about, you know, uh, you know, employment productivity, you know, taking a hit, you know, during this month. I mean, so just just speak to what you think the overall role of sports is um, in our in our society. Sure. Uh, well, I think that we emphasize sports a lot and we put a lot of time and energy and money into it. And I, I think there's times where I wish that that wasn't the case. In fact, the highest paid employees of the state of Michigan are the football and basketball coaches for the university of Michigan and Michigan state. So they get paid more than the governor does. They get paid more than your teachers do. They get paid more than uh, lawyers do oftentimes. So, um, in that, in that case, um, I think sometimes we overemphasize it, and I'm also a little bit um, discouraged about how players get used a little bit like property. Mm-hmm. Um, the NCAA makes millions, billions, in fact, of dollars off of student athletes, and um, I wish that they would find a way to compensate players a little bit more for that. So, Yeah, I was going to ask you that, the, the compensation question. I mean, uh, uh, have you given any thought to how that might work? Because uh, it seems like it would really be really complicated given the – the, uh, the levels of uh, sports, you know, the number of, uh, you know, you have different divisions, more popular schools, more popular teams. I mean, so, you know, maybe that's why it's, it seems so daunting of a task to do. So have you given any thought to what that might look like? Yeah, I think it's hard once you open the door to allowing players to make money because of their um, skill. It's, it's a hard thing to open, but I, I'd like to see players at least compensated for their image and likeness being used in different places. So Chris Weber, for instance, he made a, uh, a complaint that, he didn't have enough my- money to buy a pizza, but somebody was sh- selling his jersey in the store that he walked by for $80. Mm-hmm. So the fact that um, 
players can't afford to even use their own likeness or their own jersey number to be able to make money. I wish that they could do their own endorsement deals a little bit, maybe as college athletes, to be able to make some money. We were just talking about Michael Jordan, and I've, um, I just remember um, seeing the movie Jam. Michael Jordan is also in that with a, a couple of cartoon characters. Yeah, Space Jam, yep. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have seen Space Jam, yes. Yeah, it's really, really fun. A little known fact is that this summer LeBron is filming a sequel to Space Jam. Wow. wow. Yep. Got to see that. <laughs> yeah. The greatest of all time meets the greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah. Kobe. <laughs> That's a good argument, too. In closing, if you could choose three mem- mem- mementos. mementos or collector's items that describe your love of basketball, what would they, what would they be? Hmm. Well, I have one of them. I have a, a basketball signed by the 2005 national champion North Carolina Tar Heels. So that's a prized possession that I have. And, and is there a backstory to that? <laughs> <laughs> I got I got it as a gift uh, uh, from a friend who really knew that I cared about okay. uh, basketball. Okay. Another memento that I have is some tickets from, well, the tickets from going to the national championship game, but also tickets from going to watch the ACC tournament. Um in Washington, D.C. one year. That's a memento that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And let me see a third one. Well, this is a neat side note. My children every year, my boys put a bracket up on our refrigerator with magnets of each team. Mm-hmm. And they move it along. You've seen that before, I think. Mm-hmm. So they've got that up. And that's a memento that I uh, that I always will cherish to be able to remember that that kind of shared experience with my boys. We did print up magnets for all 356 college Whoa. basketball teams, and then they have to sort through them to figure out who made the tournament, and then they put them up on the refrigerator in a little bracket, oh, and then cool. move them along as the time goes on. Well, I never knew that there were that many teams, like, I don't know, in like the whole... In the country, yeah. The country. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Mark, for coming and talking about basketball. As you know, we have we had a cut. Just go back, so we'll edit this out. Just, just so you do a hard end. Thank you, Mr. Mark, for coming and talking about basketball. Well, before that, you know, ask him if there's anything else he wants to to share about the tournament, or you know, who I mean, is he is he picking North Carolina? I mean, like, just ask whatever else he wants to share, and then thank him. And after that, you pause before you go into the the, the information about Scarlet. Okay. All right. So. So just ask them, is there anything else you want to share? Is there anything else you want to share? Well, I have picked North Carolina to win the national championship this year in my bracket. And the reason I do that every year, even when they've got bad teams, uh-huh. is because I never want to be excited when they lose. So if you uh-huh. pick them to lose and then they lose, I never want to even have any small part of me that's excited that they that they didn't win. So mm-hmm. every year they pick them to win the championship. So Who do you have them playing? I have them beating the University of Michigan. Wow. Your mother's alma mater. <laughs> so that uh they can beat the Wolverines and they can make up for the time that they lost to the Wolverines earlier this year in Chrysler Arena when I had to sit through that enduring beatdown that Michigan put on North Carolina that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that should be interesting if that pans out. Uh yeah. I have a few different brackets. But um So thank you, Mr. Mark, for coming and talking about basketball with us. As you know, we had a contest to choose a co-host for one of my episodes. Before we before we sign off, Mr. G will announce. Would you announce the winners? 
Scarlett Hullinger, daughter of Jen and Will Hullinger. And so, uh, nope, we're going to edit that out because it's Hullinger. It's a hard G. I think so. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Hullinger, daughter of Jen and Will Hullinger. Also, Nathaniel Phillips the third, son of Nate and Tanya Phillips. I can't wait to have Scarlett and Nate on my show. In closing, this is KJ signing off from Adventures of Little Miss Detroit. Don't forget, you're never too old or too young for your next adventure. Please visit our Facebook page at Adventures of Little Miss Detroit for updates and behind-the-scenes videos. Bye!